Well, praise God, this Sunday is Healing Sunday. And uh, I like to preach on healing because you know what? The devil's always attacking. And so we want to make sure that our faith is fortified in, in, in healing. Glory to God. So today, the title of the sermon is Redeemed from the Curse of the Law. Amen. And I'm going to say this. You're redeemed today. Jesus paid the full price. You know, a lot of Christians, even a lot of uh, body of Christ only believes that salvation is just to go to heaven. It's just that we, we, we get our sins forgiven and we just go to heaven. But, you know, there's much more to salvation than just, yes, it's great going to heaven and having a relationship with the Heavenly Father. That's awesome. If it was just that, I would serve God for that. Amen. But you know what? It's so much more than us having uh, an entrance into heaven. And it's thank God that we have a relationship with God, the Father, which is awesome. But there's benefits. There's benefits to our salvation. And we got to get a revelation of that. And we got to mix faith and believe that. See, see, the, the reason why some of us can get sick at times is because um, at times we're, we're more focused on maybe symptoms that are attacking our body than we are on the stripes of Jesus. And sometimes we, we you know, we got to be very careful. We're not so focused on that. And we got to be more focused on the stripes of Jesus and what Jesus paid for. So, so today, uh, the title of the sermon is Redeemed from the Curse of the Law. And let's look at Galatians 3, 13 and 14. This is really powerful. And um, it says this, and this is what we need to stand on because, you know, uh, we are redeemed. Amen. And that means that, that Jesus purchased a price for us to have something, for us to have eternal life. For us to have wholeness and soundness and preservation and protection. He, he purchased. He paid the price. So in Galatians 3, 13 and 14 says Christ has or hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. I love that. For it is written, curses everyone that hangs on the tree that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, when you break this down, you see that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, and he was made a curse, amen, so that we could receive the blessing. But notice it says here that, 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 um, that we might receive. So you might receive and you might not receive. In other words, to, to, to receive the blessing of God, you got to believe that Jesus paid the price. Amen. Some people believe that, you know, that sickness is a blessing from God. There's a, there, there, people teach that, that sickness can be a blessing because it's a blessing. It's the way God uses to chastise you so you can get closer to God. Sometimes when sickness comes, it makes you more honorary. Than happy. Sometimes you get more resentful when you get sick. Some, it, I think it corrupts your, your attitude. I mean, sometimes when I'm sick, I don't feel I don't feel, you know, like being really, really joyful. Of course, we know that the Bible talks about, you know, consider it all joy when you encounter trials. But but it is a fight of faith sometimes when you're under a physical attack. And it keeps us from really demonstrating the glory of God. Amen. 
And so we don't want to look at sickness as a blessing from God. It's actually a curse. So, so sickness is a curse. We've got to get a revelation of that and understand that Jesus became a curse on the, on the tree, the Bible talks about, or on the cross so that, that he became cursed so that we can become blessed. We've got to get a revelation of that. So really what the curse is, it's breaking God's law. When we break God's law, then there's what some would say judgment or a curse that will come in. So when you so in the Old Testament, when they broke God's law, then that opened the door to the curse uh, in the Old Testament. And, and, and so we got to be very we have to understand that even in the New Testament, if we break the law of God now, now the law of God in the New Testament is the law of love. So when we get outside or out of the bounds of the law of love, amen, and, uh, and we we're walking in the enemy's territory, and that gives the devil access into our life. Look at your neighbor and say, walk in love. Now, you know, we got to learn to walk in, you know, you got to learn to walk in love. Because, you know, it's not natural to walk in love. It's not, you know, I think it's more natural to complain than to praise. Oh, I'm talking today. And I'm talking, isn't it kind of more natural to, 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 to look at the, the cup that's half empty instead of being half full? Amen. And, and we, what we do is we tend to, and I'm trying to work on it myself, I'm trying to stay more positive. Because some, you know, I, I'm a perfectionist. Any perfectionist out here? Anybody like things done right? Amen. Amen. And, you know, you know, if, if you're if anybody have, have you guys went back to the restaurants? Amen. And, and so when you're eating, you expect your glass of water to be filled. Right. That, that the that the waiter or the cup of coffee, if it gets down, you want that waiter or the waitress. Is, and when it doesn't, do you get a little perturbed? Like, where's my service? Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Why? It's easy to look at what's, it's easy to look at the negative. It's easy to get focused on that. So, so I, there's, a, there's an old saying, complain and you will remain. Rejoice, amen? Uh, praise and you'll be raised, amen? And so, so we got to make sure that, that we're very careful that we're walking in the love of God, amen? So, so we got to get that revelation and... Uh, the redeeming from the curse of the law actually means it's breaking God's law. We know that Adam and Eve, they broke God's law by eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And what happened when that happened, they had full throttle relationship with the father. But when they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they replaced the knowledge with revelation knowledge of God. They replaced natural, central knowledge with love knowledge of God. We can do the same thing. We don't want to be replaced natural knowledge. Sometimes we, we look at, uh, you know, we study out even the, the virus that's going on and we study out all the reasons why we shouldn't go to church. Oh, I'm, t I'm talking today. We're, we're, we're figuring out all the reasons why, you know, uh, avoid crowds. You know, I was listening to Dr. Fauci yesterday. On the news, avoid crowds. You know what that's telling me? Avoid church. But we're social distancing in our church. Glory to God. 
And I'm going to say this, you know, some people will say, well, maybe there might be somebody that's a carrier of the coronavirus. They may be, uh, was it asymptomatic, right? You know what? I'm a carrier of God's glory. I'm not a carrier of any disease. Are you listening to what I say? I have God's glory on the inside of me. And even if you are asymptomatic, the health world organizations, it says it's almost impossible for an asymptomatic, which means a person that may have corona in their body, give it to anybody. It's very rare. Very rare. And then you'd have to get close to the person for 15 minutes and let them breathe on you for 15 solid minutes. I don't even think you let the pastor do that. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And then if you're social distancing, then, you know, and, and, and then you go that next extra, extra layer wearing a mask. Oh, my Lord, you're definitely protected. So what am I saying to you today? I'm saying that that the law, uh, 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 well, breaking God's law brings in spiritual death and spiritual death is relying on natural sense knowledge. But we need to rely on God's knowledge. We need to allow God's word. Yes, I'm not saying don't be cautious and and, and, and don't, you know, I'm, I'm saying dot your I's and cross your T's. But don't put all your faith in all that stuff. Amen. Put your faith in the word of God. Amen. Amen. Yes. I even heard one person I was working out the other day and he said, well, you know, the, the science keeps changing. You don't even know if it's in the air. I'm like, you know, it, it, fear is being propagated. But I'm going to say this. You're in church today and hopefully your faith is going to be built. Amen. And so really, when we break God's law, spiritual death comes in. But you know what? Jesus came and gave us spiritual life. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, so, so Adam and Eve, when they sinned, they died spiritually. In Romans 3, 23 and 24, it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So we know this, that if you live long enough, you're going to sin. And we know that sin activates death in a person's life. Amen. But when we get a revelation of Jesus and we receive Jesus into our life, we get eternal life on the inside of us. And we are redeemed from the curse of the judgment of breaking God's law. And we're ushered in to the blessings of Jesus. Somebody say, I believe that this morning. You've got to believe that this morning. Then Romans 6, 23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So we see these passages just basically say that sin destroys. It separates our relationship with God. It puts us in a sense knowledge category where we're more focused on natural knowledge over spiritual truth. And I'm going to say this, spiritual truth will trump natural knowledge all the time. Are oh, you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You know, John G. Lake, John G. Lake was an evangelist. He was in Africa. They had the blue blonic plague at that time. And I, I give this story a lot. And, and John G. Lake studied his Bible and he studied Romans 8. And I love Romans 8. Read it as much as you can. And in Romans 8, it talks about that that um, that we are um, 
Well, let's look at Romans 8. It says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. That's the very beginning of it. So we have no condemnation because of the blood of Jesus. That means that we were walking in right standing for the. But but this is what he stood on because he was working with patients at bluebonic plague. And uh, he was kind of a scientist. And uh, but he stood on this scripture that the law of life in Christ Jesus, Romans 8, the, the law of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. Do you know when you walk in the law of life in Christ Jesus, you're free of the law of sin and death? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, I'm walking in the law of life in Christ Jesus. And so he took, he, he, there was a dead person, and he took the froth off, the, and they were, they were all, you know, wearing masks and protect. He wasn't. And, and they thought he was a little crazy. He said, and, and he said, take the froth off of it. He said, now look, the germs will die in my hand. And he put it under a microscope. And they were amazed that the germs that was on that dead person from the bubonic plague, could you imagine taking some slobber off somebody? Amen. That, that, that's, that's another level of faith, isn't it? And, uh, Amen. <laughs> Pastor, I don't know even what, if I even want to do CPR on anybody that's falling out. But anyway, um, so he took that froth and he put it under a microscope and he, he said, that is amazing. The germs are dying on your hand. He said, he said you know the reason why? And they said, why? He, they said, why? He said, because I walk in the law of life in Christ Jesus and the law of life in Christ Jesus sets me free or trumps the law of sin and death. See, you somebody say, I believe that. So you got to believe that the law of life in Christ Jesus is working in you. And, you know, it's a divine protection over you. And it doesn't matter if you get in contact with somebody that may have the virus or may be sick. It's going to bounce off you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. But why? Because you walk in the law of life in Christ Jesus. Now, when I'm thinking about the law of life in Christ Jesus, to maintain walking in that law, you have to maintain walking in the love of the Father. If you're going to maintain walking in the law, you've got to believe it and you've got to continue to walk in the law of, the, of love for the Heavenly Father and for people. In other words, you've got to walk in the law of love and that is loving God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and loving your neighbor as yourself and even loving your enemies. In other words, you're not judging or criticizing people. Hey, amen. You're, you're not in that mode where you're a critic and you're criticizing everybody. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Because different people, even Christians, walk in different light of the word of God. Amen. And, and we might walk in a greater light in one area where somebody may walk in a greater light in another area. Amen. And so we got to be very careful that we're not judging and criticizing. Hello. Amen. People, amen, that we continue to walk in the law of love in Christ Jesus. And that's the law of life. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Because every, different people are at different levels. John G. Lake was at a level that a lot of us probably wouldn't be at. You know what I'm saying? 
A lot of, if somebody called you and said, hey, I got the virus, I got the corona, can you come over and pray for me? I don't know if you'd go over there. Okay, I'm preaching today. Unless you had gloves, a special N95 mask. <laughs> or you could say, well, I'm going to be like Jesus. I'm just going to send the word to you over the phone. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Your faith is going to be tested. I mean, I mean, our faith is going to be tested. Are you going to get out of your house, people? Are you going to get out of your house? Are you going to, you know, if you can go shopping, you can definitely go to, the, go to church. Boy, I'm preaching this morning. Amen. Amen. Why? Because the Bible says, do not forsake the assembly of ourselves with other believers as the day is drawing near. In other words, uh, we got to make sure that we're in church together in unity where the spirit of God can move, where we're standing strong with each other and blessing one another. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. So we got to get that revelation that we're walking in the law of life in Christ Jesus. So death, uh, so, so spiritual death, let's continue on to my message, uh, will be, you know, when you break the law, Adam and Eve, they had spiritual death. But when Jesus came in, they gave us spiritual life. This is what spiritual death is. Uh, kind of a definition. Ephesians 4, 17 and 19 puts it this way. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. You could say walk as people without God in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feelings have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. So we see here that Paul is saying he's, he's trying to separate us from our old lifestyle, how we used to live before we had Christ in our life. And he's saying that the people that, um, that don't know God, they're alienated from the, the promises of God, from the blessings of God. They, 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 they're walking in ignorance of who God is, what Jesus has done for them. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? And I'm going to say this, that Paul is, is saying this, that, that, that we escape that, but, but we still can be blind in our hearts. We still can be blind to the power of God in our life. We still can be blind if we're not allowing the word of God to bring truth to us because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. In other words, you've got to keep hearing the truth that you're redeemed from the curse of the law and you need to start confessing it. Oh, pastor, are you getting back over on that again? Yeah, you might need to confess the scriptures. You know, because the, listen... Your faith is going to be tested and the enemy is going to test you. And sometimes a symptom might come your way, but you're going to have to learn to stand your ground. I'm going to say it again. You're going to have to learn. I, listen, if, if I get any kind of symptom of any kind of sickness, I'm going to stand my ground. Amen. How do you do that? It's very clear in James 4, 7, I believe it says it this way. Submit yourself to God. What does that mean? That means put, submit yourself under the word and the authority of God. Resist the devil. And what will he do? He has to flee. Amen. 
So you submit to God, you, you're, you're, you, you submit to God, you resist, you resist the devil. And what, he, what does he have to do? He has to take his junk, pack it up and leave you. Amen. Do you believe that today? Yes. Yes. Amen. And then if all else fails, take some Manuka honey. <laughs> uh, uh, Manuka honey is something that I take. It's, it's kind of a, it's something from New Zealand. And it's supposed to have a high count. And my wife was sick in, during uh, Christmas time, this, this, this uh, past Christmas. And she got, got something really bad. She thinks it was probably the corona. Because that's before they knew anything about it. Because she was sick for three weeks. And uh, it was trying to come on me. I said, no devil in Jesus' name. And, but, but you know what? I, I did take my backup, my Manuka honey. Tablespoon of it in the morning and at night. And you know what? I had a heaviness in my chest, but I stood my ground. And guess what? I never got sick. Glory to God. Why? You got to stand your ground. You got to believe that your words have power. You got to stand in the name of Jesus, that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus, Lord, every virus has to bow to the name of Jesus. Say, I believe that. See, we got to be believing believers. We got it. We can't fall into the area where we're being we're alienated of the life of God. No, no, no. When you get into the scriptures and you get into the word of God, it makes you more alive in Christ. And look, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, uh, what Jesus did when he came in and he paid the price for us, he gave us a relationship with God. It says here in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So you have a whole new nature. And so you have to, you have to do something. You, you, you're a spiritual being. I like what Peter says. Peter says that we have the divine nature of God on the inside of us. I like what Paul says. He says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. The same spirit that raised Christ out of hell, glory to God. The same spirit dwells in us and it quickens. It makes alive my mortal body by his spirit that dwells in us. Do you believe that today? Man, you should have saw me this morning when I woke up. I was like nine miles of bad road. Glory to God. I thought, man, if the congregation could see me now. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, mean I was like, am I even going to make it in? half tired. Anybody ever wake up like that? Then you got to jump in the shower and, and, and you got to get yourself all dolled up. But I was like, oh, God, you know, and I get to church and I'm like, "Ooh, man, I start feeling the anointing and the grace of God. Sometimes you got to push through. Sometimes you got to push through the flesh, push through the doubt, push through it all. So I woke up kind of like, Ugh. But, you know, after I jumped in the shower and I put my worship music on, and I started worshiping the Lord and I did double communion this morning. I took communion this morning. Glory to God and praise God. Some of my favorite worship songs. I did church already this morning. This is my second service. This is my second service this morning. 
I, ha I have to do church, amen, every morning, glory to God. And I, I got in his presence and God started waking me up and saying this is, you know, and started revealing to me that this is a day that he has made and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. So we see here that, that Jesus imparts spiritual life to the believer, say to the believer. And so we see that, and I, I like in 2 Corinthians 8 9, it says, For you know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that uh, because because spiritual death will equate to poverty in our lives. And this scripture right here will reveal to us that, that Christ has redeemed us from poverty. That's not my message, but it, it's good not to be broke. Amen. It's good not to be destitute. It, you know, poverty is not a blessing from God. Amen. And so we see here in 2 Corinthians 8 9, for you know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that through he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that through, you, through his poverty you might become rich. So we know this, that Jesus, you know, walked with his disciples some three and a half years. We know that he took care of his disciples, that we know that Jesus never lacked anything in his earthly ministry. Can I say amen on that? And we know that he provided food for thousands of people. We know that he blessed Peter on his boat with all those fish. We knew he did, he did financial miracles as well as healing miracles. Glory to God. Jesus never lacked until he went to the cross. And when he went to the cross, he was stripped naked and he was beaten and he had nothing at the cross. They gambled for his clothes. They gambled. So, so Jesus became poverty stricken, not during his ministry. Amen. Because there are people supporting him all through his ministry. But he came poverty stricken at the cross. Why? So that we can be blessed. Glory to God. So that we can walk in the blessing of Abraham. That's what the Bible says that they were redeemed for the curse of the law that we may you know, that we may walk in the blessing of Abraham. So that's spiritual life, relationship with God. That's, you know, wealth, glory to God. God wants us to be blessed. Hallelujah. Why? So that we can have more than enough to meet other people's needs. Amen. Look at your name and say, it's not just about you. See, where what happens is that we get in this walk and we just pray, Lord, just meet my needs. My, you know, me, my wife, our four kids kids, uh, us four and no more. You know what? No, it's more than that. Your finances is supposed to be a blessing to the body of Christ to get the body of Christ moving forward so we can get everybody into the kingdom. So Jesus, so we can hear that Trump, that last Trump, glory to God. And so we can be raised up. Amen. Yes, yes. To be ever with the Lord, glory to God. And that day is coming because you know what? God is filling up his kingdom and he's using us to do that. You believe that today? Yeah. Amen. So, so we know this, that death also equates to sickness. And we know sickness is out here. And we know that Jesus paid the price uh, for our healing. And let's look at Galatians 3, 13 and 14 again. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For his written curse is everyone that hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So we see this, that, that in Galatians, it talks about the blessing of Abraham, which is spiritual life, relationship with God Almighty. It's, it's prosperity. And now I want to focus on its healing 
or wholeness or soundness. Amen. And so that's the blessing that Abraham walked in. You know that Abraham walked in health. He walked in wholeness. He, he, he lived a good long life. Hallelujah. And so, and so that's really what God's calling us. You know, the Bible actually says in Psalm 21, with long life, he will satisfy us. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.